Gross Anatomy. Hey there, this is Gross Anatomy, and I'm Dr. Jason Cohen, and I'm here with Jacqueline Broussard and Lauren Taylor. Hello. Hey. And we are going to be discussing the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. And my thoughts that I randomly emailed to you guys this morning <laughs> were where this kind of idea came from. It came from two things. It came from the continuing calls, texts, phone calls from friends and family about any random medical question that they have. Uh, and I'm supposed to know the answers to all and every question. In fact, this morning, a friend of mine from Israel um, WhatsApped me about a question about one of his children. And that's... Do you give them advice every time? Or do you say, I don't, you know, that's not my expertise? I try to do exactly what we're going to be doing on the show, which is give not necessarily medical expert opinion, but my opinion based on my small amount of knowledge and a little bit of common sense. Today we're going to discuss cryonics, which is the belief that a person's body or body parts or an animal can be frozen at the time of death uh, and stored in some sort of vessel and with the goal of at some future point in time that body or body part will be brought back to life, hopefully to function normally. So a goal of prolonging or preserving life is really the thought of what cryonics is. And what Lauren brought to our attention was... A Milwaukee man and his family are betting on cryonics. They want to freeze their bodies after they die. They believe one day advances in science will bring them back to life. CBS 58's David Schumann spoke to them, shows us how it works. Dennis Kowalski predicts medical science will be able to bring people back from the dead in the next 50 to 300 years. He and his family plan to be around for it. I believe we're not at the pinnacle of our knowledge, and I think we're going to advance much further. I think there's a very good chance that this might work. Before technology gets there, though, his body, along with his wife's and three kids, have to be preserved. That's where cryonics comes in, essentially deep-freezing people who have just died. All for the cheap price of $28,000. And then I have a feeling there's probably a monthly fee on top of that. For oh, I'm sure. sure. And then... Um, my question about that is, what's like? Who's going to make sure once all those people are are frozen, fifty years from now? In whose interest is it going to be to wake those people up? That's what Jackie and I were talking. I was about. discussing that earlier. For for what purpose? And yeah. but interestingly, um, there's some science behind it. Although right now, I don't think anyone's actually try bringing any of these people back to life but the goal is is that these people die or um from either some kind of natural causes like a heart attack or something like that or cancer and the goal is to freeze these people so that in x number of years we'll have better cures better treatments to be able to then once these people are restored back to their normal temperature and function they could hopefully be cured and live longer. Who knows how much longer, but live longer to then walk outside and get hit by a car. But who knows? <laughs> right. 
And the advocates for cryonics basically say that nobody knows. That's why they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And um, they also say you're just an ambulance ride away from the future where there's technology that we are not aware of. So it's kind of hard to argue, but you're a doctor and you think this is... I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think so. I, I wouldn't rule it out. I think uh, right now, I don't think the... I don't think it necessarily makes sense, but I... If someone has tons of money and is willing to fork it up and and uh, Why certainly not, not going to hurt, you're dead already, so mm-hmm. it probably doesn't make a big difference. Um, I remember you mentioned to me once that your father said, at whatever cost, no matter what, yeah, yeah, I want to be around. Yeah, my dad, um, even before he got sick, um, used to say to us all the time, he said, do whatever it takes to keep me alive if I get sick. He said, he used to say, bury me in a, mo- don't bury me underground, put me in a mausoleum and preserve my body if possible so that you could get me back. And so probably my dad would have liked to have been frozen if that was possible. But sure enough, when, when he died, we put him on hospice and um, he was sick for a while and we didn't do that. But um, he changed his mind, you know, as time passed. So the technology, like, um, that you see in the movies, that you see in all this fiction stuff. Right. Is... I think that's that's what some of the attraction is. I, I mean, right now, uh, the new Star Wars movie Solo came out, and if anybody is old enough to remember uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, Han Solo gets frozen by... Is it Darth Vader? It is Darth Vader, and then, then very good. And Darth Vader frees him, but gives him to Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. Um, and, they bring, <laughs> and they freeze him and they bring him back and, and he's back and he's fine although he was blind for a while remember that he couldn't see I remember it in Batman and Robin Mr. Freeze freezes his wife who has like some crazy illness and they preserve her in this chamber, chamber yeah she's like floating and the Riddler comes and like unplugs it or Poison Ivy that's who it is Poison Ivy gets jealous and comes and unplugs it and he's trying to preserve his wife and cure whatever disease that she has and right and, and this stuff comes from, there is some science. And, and uh, I, I was reading about a story of a woman who was a skier who, um, it's pretty amazing, actually, in 1999, a 29-year-old doctor, of all things, a radiologist, was skiing in Norway, and she fell into a frozen stream, and... It said after 40 minutes, she had a cardiac arrest. Her heart stopped, but they didn't actually pull her out for more than an hour. So she was in ice for well over an hour. Her body temperature went down to 56.7 degrees. Normal body temperature is what? One of, no, 98, one? right? 98.7. So that's really cold. Um, and they rescued her. They revived her. And she, after several months, recovered fully without any brain damage, which is pretty amazing. Um, and then you hear these stories of these kids who, or anybody who falls through the ice, and especially kids who are more resilient that get frozen or super cold, and they come back without any brain damage. And, you know, we learn in CPR that after six minutes of no blood flow to the brain, you're going to have some level of brain damage. But the thinking is, is if we could bring down your body temperature, even small degrees down, 
It'll slow the demand of oxygen to the brain, slow the slow down function, need for oxygen, metabolism itself, and possibly preserve cells and preserve life. And recently, um, um, a buddy of mine's dad also didn't survive but had a heart attack, and they cooled his whole body down. One of the treatments, and they're doing that now at, at hospitals all over, is patients with heart attacks now, they are deliberately cooling their body temperature with different cooling measures, cold IV fluid, and they're finding they have better recovery chances in these patients um, in terms of brain function and recovery. So there's definitely some science there. So the overall theory is there, whether or not they can actually be brought back to life in the future is to be... Something entirely different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So... um, so cold therapy um, is being used uh, in these intensive care unit situations, but now more and more we're using cold or cryotherapy um, for other stuff. Yeah, it's a big thing both in sports, I think, and in the beauty and lifestyle industry. I think a lot of people have heard that LeBron uses cryotherapy as a means to you know recover after... Sorry, yeah, cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like cryo health facilities popping yeah. up, and Kobe Bryant uses it. Floyd Mayweather, I've yeah. heard, uses it. So athletes who actually know what they're talking about, I think. You think they're arguably the best yes. in the world at what they do. But I think the idea is, and I was an athlete in college, and back then, before there was you know, facilities where you could do this, you'd sit in a cold bath for 30, 45 minutes after an intense workout and bring down inflammation, help healing, bring down swelling. Um, it was really the only way you could get to practice the next day and function and get a good night's sleep. So as an athlete, I totally get um, how something like that could help. And then I have girlfriends who I know who are lifestyle bloggers and you know beauty aficionados that now do it as a means to speed up metabolism and help themselves lose weight. They're claiming that you can lose, you can burn up to somewhere like between 500 and 800 calories in That's three minutes. what I heard too. You do it a couple times a week. It's a couple. Is it? Thousand well, calories. I don't know the science around it. Is it the getting cold or is it the rewarming back up? Or That's what I was what I, you tell us because yeah, I don't I get it either. <laughs> From what I read and understand is it's the cooling down, that it's something about they drop your, you know, you're in this thing that's almost negative 300 degrees and your body is trying to reheat the organs, in which case it's burning the bad fat in order to do that. I think it's the heating back up that probably does it. I think you cool down, and then in getting back up to normal, I think that's where the burn is. That's my guess. But like, because we know that cooling slows down the metabolism and decreases inflammation, um, which is why you as an athlete would ice or get in a cold bath or... Um, even after surgery, I'll do surgery on a patient and I want to reduce swelling, inflammation, bleeding, because we know ice or, or cold causes vasoconstriction, which is uh, closing off of the blood vessels to prevent a blood flow to some degree. So uh, I joke around with the nurses in the recovery room, ice, ice, baby, is what I come out telling my nurses, sometimes even singing ice, ice, baby, to put ice on the wounds uh, where I do my surgeries. Um, they all know that. For this week's episode, we decided to explore cryotherapy firsthand at one of LA's new cryotherapy facilities. Or rather, since I was a little scared of the cold, I had my husband Travis investigate for me. All right, Travis, tell everyone what you're about to do. We're about to go try out the whole body cryotherapy chamber. 
How are you feeling now? Let's do it before. Uh, I feel okay. We were, I was working a lot last week, so I definitely got some, some work stress. We were on vacation before that, so I didn't sleep very much. I'm mildly hungover. So uh, I basically have all of the symptoms that it uh, says it's going to help. So we'll see how I feel afterwards. So this is called the cryosauna. This is what you'll be doing today. Your head's going to stick out through the top here. Okay. Just going to get it prepared for you, and then you'll go in. All right. So the concept behind cryo is it recirculates your blood. Um, there's also, it's, so it's a fight or flight stress response. So your sympathetic nervous system is working while you're in okay. here because you're putting it through like a stressful situation, right? So you're exposing yourself to extreme cold. Your blood's gonna rush to your vital organs to protect you. Okay. And then blood, fresh blood's gonna recirculate throughout your body. So that's where all this like good stuff comes in, anti-inflammation, um, muscle soreness, pain relief, stuff okay. like that. All right. Um, yeah, you're not really gonna feel anything besides cold. Like you're not gonna feel your sympathetic nervous Is it sim similar to like if you get in an ice bath? Yeah, yeah. It, like, it's very similar to a nice bath. Um, it is a little, it's uncomfortable, but it's not painful. Like, okay. where an ice bath, I would almost say, is kind of painful. Like, the freezing cold ocean hurts. Yes, okay. it's not like cold water, because okay. it's a dry cold. So, it's going to feel a little different. All right, so you're going to step in, and then okay. you'll pass me around. All right. Watch your step when you go in. Ooh. And then watch your head as it's coming up. All right, we'll start right away. It's like a magician's thing. Yes. So the unit will just gradually get colder. Every okay. 30 seconds, I'm gonna ask you to rotate and update you on the time. Okay. And then after however long, you're gonna get out. Okay. How's it feeling so far? It's pretty cold. Yeah. Go ahead and rotate a quarter turn. You're 30 seconds down. Doing good? Yeah, it is, uh, it is cold. Yeah. Rotate you gotta make sure again. I stay in the whole three minutes, Laura. You're at a minute down. Rotate again. Perfect, nice. Go ahead and rotate again. You're at a minute and a half. How do you feel like one minute after? Freezing. Uh, it was so damn cold. Uh, I do feel kind of like every single muscle in my body is like flexed from like, I don't know if it's trying to stay warm, but uh, I am definitely feel like I get a little bit of workout initially. So you do think there's something to the calories being burned? I don't know. I, uh, do you I, definitely, not feel, feel, you I definitely feel awake. I was a little hungover before and uh, that will wake you up. It was definitely painful during that last minute. Uh, of that, but uh, it kept getting colder and colder and colder, but now I feel good. I feel fine. So what do you guys think? Were you, um, what if someone came to you right now and said, for free, when you die, do you want to be frozen? Would you do it? 
No. You wouldn't? I, I have this issue with the what happens to your soul. Because eventually if they bring you back to life, you as in me, Jackie, I have to re-enter that body. And I... Yeah, yeah she, so I have a really hard time. I want to know that if and when I pass, that whatever happens happens, and my soul did goes to different flatliners? dimensions. I haven't. Oh, did you see the movie no. Flatliners? It's not related to freezing, but it's related to these these medical students would deliberately cause their hearts to stop and then bring them back. And I don't remember the reason they. Oh, I think they wanted to experience what death was like uh, to see what the other side was and like. And if you come back, and it caused all these. Um, when they brought them back, they all had all these disturbing visions and nightmares and weird, crazy experiences because it's screwed with their soul. They did a remake. The original was with Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, and I don't remember who else. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, I'm going to yes. watch that now, too. I like that deep. Yeah, yeah so for me, it's it's so a no. I want to let my soul thing. go and let it be where it's supposed to after this. What about you, Lauren? For me, I'm okay with the, the concept of decomposing, going back into the earth. I'm fine with that. Letting uh Nice. Letting yourself grow that way. And am I going to be equipped to handle the future in 300 years? If you brought back my body from a 300-year-old age, it, there's got to be some assimilation issue, too. I, I just think it's there's a reason why you you die. I wouldn't mind doing it, but I don't know if I would want to be the I would want to know that some people have been brought back already. I wouldn't want to be the guinea pig. Because what if they bring me back, but I can't walk or I can't... You know, I don't or you're just a brain on the yeah. You're just yeah. a brain on the right. table. You can't move. That right. That sounds and terrifying. That's the I didn't even think about that. Right. Now like, I, really I don't, don't want to be brought back disabled. So if they showed me that they could free someone and bring them back, which they probably will at some point be able to do. So you really think this is a possibility? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I Based on these things that happen to these people who get frozen in. Um, Water, you know, these drownings and things like that. I think it's it might be possible if done properly. You know, the other problem is what if there's a power outage, you know, while you're being <laughs> right. frozen and then who knows. But as long as they do it properly with slow freezing and a right proper medium to make sure the cells stay viable, I think it it's not totally science fiction. Interesting. Yeah. I think you just got some more people to do it for twenty eight thousand dollars. There you go. I have no financial interest in it. <laughs> I, know. I don't know if there's anything really medical of my knowledge about doing it, but we're you know, again, we are doing it now with, with these heart attack patients and things. Interesting. So we probably won't be alive long enough to find out, but no. Maybe these people being frozen now. If well. you're listening and you come back in three hundred years, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Right. <laughs> Now it's time for our pop trivia segment. And for this week, I'm going to ask Jackie a question. Jackie. Yes. Do you think Walt Disney was frozen? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I thought, isn't he? <laughs> Tell me it's true. Unfortunately, you're wrong. He was not frozen. No. Yeah. What is Kanye West going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Was he following in Walt Disney's footsteps? He was. I mean, he's created, like, all this new, like, um, kids music, and he's doing a whole, like, Disney collection. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's not coming back. Apparently, he was actually cremated, and the first person that was cryogenically frozen didn't happen until a month after Walt Disney's death. No, wait, who's the person? It was uh, James Bedford. He's this... Scientist, I don't know who he was either, but it wasn't Walt Disney. So it sounds cooler to be Walt Disney. 
maybe next time. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.